You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we thank you for your kindness, for your mercy. Thank you so much for your continual show of love because that's your nature. We in you and you in us. What a union. Thank you that in you we have clarity. We have direction. We function in beauty and in peace, in serenity. And enjoy that overflows. We are not deficient. And we lack nothing. In you we are sufficient. Thank you. Thank you for clarity of thought. Of understanding. Of purpose. And of expression. The word of God comes with light. Because you are light. Open the eyes of our understanding. May we hear right. May we see right. May we understand right. There shall be no inaccuracies, no contradictions. The word of God shall be divided precisely and accurately in the knowledge of Christ, our light. Thank you for divine illumination and spirit of revelation and wisdom. May you be glorified as we are edified. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are continuing with our series on when we gather, when we gather, when we gather. So this is when we gather part three. Like I said, the teaching is meant to explain the nature or foundation of Christian meetings. So in this, we'll be able to understand the teachings, the prayers, the songs we have to sing. As a matter of fact, it speaks to even how we dress, okay? How we dress. So that when we are coming, we know exactly, oh, how I need to put on. All of these things will be addressed. Indirectly, you will know. Because when we begin to understand the essence of Christian worship, and we know that we edify one another, whatever we do within the context of the service must edify my brother. And so because of that, I will check what I wear and how I wear it. Are you getting the point? Yes. Okay. You know, I just um, saw something and I uh, showed it to the choir. I sent it to all of them. And I was finding out what they're going to see. You know, and, and I, was, I was watching. I, I said, let me see how they're thinking. And I, I expect that by now they should have passed the stage. Only two of them were able to recognize what I recognized. The others were looking at lights. Others were looking at order. They, that's what they called order. How the people were standing. He said they were standing nicely. You see, okay. But only two were able to realize that, although they were, they had their lights. What today you call glory. See, when you see the light shining like that on the people, and they are functioning in smoke. Our created smoke. You know the smoke, smoke screen, eh? 
Then we see, Charlie, the place was charged. Glory. And then they are standing in order. And then you can see the skill of the drama, the skill of the... And say, yes, yeah, Charlie, it was powerful. That's what men call powerful. But then what they were wearing was obscenery. Was obscenery, you know? <clears throat> they were wearing jeans. Top, the top was very short. Most of them were also big and so many nasty things were showing. And almost all of them in front. So the point is, in this, how do we edify one word? Another. So you see, you're singing something, but you're communicating what? Another. Would it take you out of heaven? No. But it will not edify your brother. It will not edify your sister. Praise God. Is that very clear? So, so these are some of the distinctions that you'll be seeing in Christian gathering. So that what you do in the service, you must make sure is edifying a brother. So they will go home built up. They will go home strengthened. They will go home doing better in the Christian walk. Praise God. Is that very clear? So we establish the theme, scripture, Genesis 49, 10. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver between his feet until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. And we said that most people quote the scripture and in their minds they think that the gathering of the people is the crowd. So when we gather, then God will come in and God will do mighty things. Okay, because we have gathered. But we realize that it's a gathering of family. A gathering of family. A gathering of family. The family in Christ. Say the family in Christ. Alright, so Shiloh is a person. Shiloh is a person. Alright, Shiloh is a person. So it is not necessarily just a place. Not just a place. Okay, and then we, re we realize that God spoke to people without a temple, without a place of worship, what we call it. He spoke to them. He spoke to Cain. There was no temple. He spoke to them. So God doesn't need a temple to speak. Wherever you are, God speaks. All right. So we began to investigate why they built a temple. Why they built a temple. And we realized that they built a temple because they had a certain consciousness in consciousness. That they felt that they needed to do something. What do they do in the temple? In the temple, they offer sacrifices. What are the sacrifices meant to do? It was meant to qualify them so God can now speak to them and God can forgive their sins. So you see, what it is is that wherever they are, they are unqualified until they come into what? The temple. And then offer certain sacrifices. Then now they are qualified to fellowship with God. But that's not it. Praise God. Oh, are you getting the point? So Hebrews began to teach us to understand clearly that all the sacrifices they were doing did not take away their sins. Did not take away their sins. And they did that year after year. For most of you who don't know, there were certain daily sins that they even sacrificed for. But all the sins in the year brought together, then they will come. So my question is, how did God keep them every moment of the day? Watch this. Before the year ended. Ask yourself. Because even before 
they will buy whatever they have to buy to go into the temple to sacrifice. What kept them? Are you getting the point? What kept them? So you see, God's mercy was available, but their sin consciousness was their problem. And that's how we went into consciousness of sin, where Paul spoke about food offered to idols. And he says, we know that idols are nothing. That we have only one God who is the source of all things. And one Lord who is Christ Jesus in whom we live. So God, the source of all things, who owns us. And then Christ Jesus in whom we live. So if we live in him, and then we have the Father who owns all things, who has fellowship with us and the Son, then it means that there is nothing that stops us. There is nothing that inhibits us. Wherever we are, we are in his presence. Because he created what? All things. And we live in him. So it doesn't matter where you are. Wherever you are, you are in fellowship. Depending on your consciousness of who you are in him. Praise God. So that's why people also read Psalm 26. And to this day, there are people who use that as benediction. They call it benediction. So before you go home, you rise up and everybody shares, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Recitation. But the first question you must ask is, David, when he was speaking, didn't build a temple. So if David said, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, you must ask a question. David said he wanted to build a temple. He didn't get to build it. Solomon was the one who came to build the temple. True or false? So why would David say, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever? Number two, David didn't live forever. So you must know that David was talking beyond his days. So David was talking about dwelling in the dwelling of God forever. So he was talking about eternal life. Oh, praise God. The word he used as mercy is the word kesed in the Hebrew. Kesed. C-H-E-S-E-D. Kesed. Grace. Goodness. It describes the enduring active love between God and his chosen people. The enduring active love between God and his chosen people. And the word goodness is the word told, pleasant to the higher nature. Something that is pleasant to the higher nature. It's talking about your spirit. So it's not something just pleasant to your soul and body. Are you hearing me? Yes. So it's talking about the life of the spirit. The life of the spirit. And the word he used, house. I would dwell in the house. The word is deit, which actually means household. Days with the family. Days with what? The family. Days with the family. The word deit is used in Genesis 6.14. Genesis 7.1. Genesis 12.1. And 15s, and then verse 17. So Genesis 6 14, 7, verse 1, verse 12, sorry, chapter 12, verse 1, verse 15, 
verse 17. And then chapter 15, verse 2 and 3. I'll take it again. Okay, so it's there. Genesis 6, 14. Genesis 7, 1. Genesis 12, verse 1. 15 and 17. And then Genesis 15, verse 2 to 3. And in all of these places, it was used in that sense of the household, a family. So David was speaking prophetically. Somebody say prophetically. Oh, say like you mean it. Say prophetically. As a matter of fact, when he said all the days, all the days there is the word Y-E-M-E. Y-E-M-E. And then my life. In the Hebrew, they separated all the days from my life. Which tells you that there's a significant difference. So he was not talking about just the days of his temporary life. The word life there is the word heye, which actually represents the communion, the love of my life. So as much of the Hebrews or the Jews say something like El, they call God, El heye, which means the God who is the love of my life. So David is waiting for the day. When he will spend eternity with the love of his life. Having communion with God forever. So you see, they all knew that the temple didn't offer anything. That God seeks to have personal relationship with his being forever. Praise God. So look at Acts 22. I'm just speaking Acts 2, 25, 30 to 31. For David speaketh concerning him. So he, this is what Peter is saying. Peter is saying, David was speaking concerning Christ. Concerning who? Say Christ. So that's what he's saying. I foresaw the Lord always before my face. Did you hear that? For he is on my right hand. That I should not be moved. Look at the 30. Therefore, being a prophet, so therefore David was what? David was? As a matter of fact, David saw himself more as a prophet than a king. Anytime David spoke to his kingship, he actually brought himself low as a servant. So David saw himself as a servant when it comes to his kingship. But then, he, he was the one who actually spoke prophetically with regards to Christ more than any prophet in the Bible. Even Isaiah, who really spoke a lot. David, in Psalms. Amazing. So most of the things you read in the Psalms that you used to pray for wicked prayers, I pray you are out of that. Yeah. And when David talks about enemies, 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 David is not referring to people. He, he's referring to strangers. Who stand against the eternity of the believer. That's what he's talking about. And what is working in them and behind them. Because at that time, they actually didn't know Satan. They knew there was a force working behind man. But they didn't know it. That's why until Jesus came, there was no casting out of devils. So it was Jesus who when he came because he is the light. Open us up to darkness, the devil. That all the darkness you've been seeing, there is one behind it. That's why even in Genesis, Moses couldn't call him devil. Moses called the devil serpent. 
he used a characteristic of an animal to show us that there is a force behind. But when Jesus came, in him is light. When the light comes, it will actually expose darkness. So he exposed the devil. So then we got to know. That is why he said, I saw Satan falling like lightning. And that's why he came to destroy the works of who? The devil. Are you hearing me? Am I making myself very clear? Okay. So Peter would say, therefore, David being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that the fruit of his loins, in other words, Jesus coming out of the tribe of Judah, clear? According to the flesh, so he's talking about biological, natural, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He's seen this before, spake of the resurrection. He's seen this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell. Neither his flesh did see corruption. So David was not talking about a place. He was talking about family. The new realities of sonship that we will have in Christ. Oh, praise God. As a matter of fact, if you look at Exodus 15, 1 to 2, it also speaks to the word that was used. For Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song, uh, to, to, this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. So every kind of redemption they were seeing, most of the people were seeing a natural redemption, but those who understood the ways of God was seeing a redemption of the Christ. That is the ultimate. That they were being redeemed. <clears throat> and God is making a way for his salvation. Praise God. So he said, the horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God. And I will praise him. My father's God, and I will exalt him. Oh, praise God. All right. So the, the Lord is my salvation. Are you getting the point? So they were all prophesying for the ultimate redemption. The word salvation there is the word habitation. The Lord is my rest. I will rest in him. So the believer rests in God. And this was before Moses built the temple. Are you getting it clear? So Moses knew that there is rest in God. Rest is not in the temple. Exodus 33, 18. And he said, please show me your glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. Listen to me very carefully. God, you don't know. You see, most of us, we still have not gotten the understanding of how good our God is. There was no temple. But Moses said, show me your glory. And God said, I'll make my goodness what? Kesed, my grace, my mercy. And then he said, watch this. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. In that name, you and I are saved now. In that name. In that name. That's why the name represents his office. His death, burial, and what? Resurrection. So it's not just a Brazilian name. Jesus. Yes, I went to Brazil and everybody is Jesus. Everybody is Jesus. Jesus. 
Jesus. I said, hey, Jesus, his name is the office. It's a representation. At the mention of the name, every knee shall bow. Why? Because he conquered death. He conquered the devil. He conquered sin. It's a representation of his office. So he said, I will make the name, I proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I'll have compassion on whom I will have what? So anybody that embraces him, he has compassion. He is gracious to them. This is what people use as the elect. That God has chosen some people already. Because they don't have understanding. Watch this. But he said, you cannot see my face. For no man shall see me and live. Now, because man was in a state. Sin had taken over man. In the fall. So man cannot see God. When man sees God, he can't handle it because of his own state. Hey, are you here with me? Is it because of God? No. It's just like light and what? Darkness. That's why God says, I can show you as far as you can take. So that was what he was telling Moses. So Moses was as dead as the Israelites. But he had a different consciousness that helped him to an extent. But he didn't have a new spirit that you and I have now. Are you getting the difference? Am, am I striking the difference clearly? Okay. And the Lord said, here is a place by me. And you shall stand on the rock. The rock there is representing Christ. The Christ who is the rock of our salvation. That we will stand on. By this rock, God now sees you as righteous. Through the work of the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection, he has made you a new creature. We stand on that rock. And on that rock, God sees you as righteous. Praise God. Watch. So shall it be while my glory passes by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock. So you and I are in the what? Cleft. Of what? The rock. So you can see Moses saw in shadows. But he didn't understand all of this clearly. He knew there's, there's going to be a savior. He knew there's going to be redemption. He didn't understand all the process. But he was not in shadow regarding God's character. That God is good. Hey, are you here with me? Yes. But the full intricacies is what he could not fathom. And will cover you with my hand while I pass. So he, he cannot take it. So God says, I have to make sure that I deliver you from destruction. Because what you have cannot take what I have. Hey, are you here with me? Oh, this God. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back. But my face shall not be seen. Oh, thank God. All of this happened. Before they built a temple. So did they need a temple? Okay. Did they need, did Moses put blood on himself? Did Moses kill a cow, an elephant? He just made a request. Is that not it? And God showed up, right? But thank God he has showed us his face. We have seen his face and we have lived. Now he lives in us. Hey, hey, hey. Praise God. Say, God lives in me. 
Say, I'm the God container. Say like you mean it. I'm the God container. So, why then was the temple built? I'll be taking Hebrews chapter 12, 18 to 21. So, please put that in queue. Now, look at Exodus 19, 5 to 6. Look at God's promise to them. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. For all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Is God willing? Ah, is God willing? Does God have an intention? Is his intention good? Look at their response. Exodus 20, 19 to 21. Everybody, lift up your head. Let's read together. Go. Then they said to Moses, mm -hmm. you will speak, you speak with us and we'll hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses said to the people, mm -hmm. Oh, my God. <clears throat> I want you to read the 21. Look at the 21 carefully. Now, look at the 21 carefully. Everybody go. So the people stood afar off. Mm -hmm. But Moses, what? Drew near the what? Thick darkness where God was. If what they saw kills, why did Moses still go for it? I want you to reflect. Are you thinking through? Come. So, me and Adam are having the same experience. Eh? Adam says, Pastor, me, I can't go. And then Adam stays. And then I go. What Adam is afraid of? I got there. Nothing happened to me. What is the difference? Conscience. The difference between me and Adam is our consciousness. Adam has a consciousness that this thing kills. I have a consciousness that this thing does not do anything, gives life. Is that very clear? Thank you very much. Now, go back. And Moses said to the people, do not fear. For God has come to test you. This test there is not that God knows. What is on your consciousness is the problem. That his fear may rather what? Go before you so that you will not sin. So this presence is rather to help you from sin. But with your sin consciousness, you think it will destroy you. That is how come they chose a man mediator, Moses, who was full of death as well, in the same position with them. But just had a different word, consciousness. So he also gave them death. You can never give what you do not have. Praise God. So you see, go to Hebrews 12, 18. Go to Hebrews 12, 18 to 21. And you have to now get this understanding. For you have not come, as did the Israelites, in the wilderness to a material mountain that can be touched. They had a physical experience. And they interpreted it spiritually as threat 
to death and destruction because of their consciousness. Hey, are you here with me? Let's continue. A mountain that is ablaze with fire unto gloom and darkness and a raging storm and to the blast of a trumpet, a voice whose words make the listeners beg that nothing more be said to them. For they could not bear the command that was given. If even a wild animal touches the mountain, it shall be stoned to death. In fact, so awful and terrifying was the phenomenal sight that Moses said, I'm terrified, aghast, and trembling with fear. What is the Hebrew writer speaking to? We don't have the same consciousness as they have. So our interpretation of God's presence, which is in us, doesn't kill us. Like the way they see it. Moses was seeing like they were seeing, but his consciousness allowed him a space. But for us, he's now residing in us. Oh, praise God. Is that very clear? Do you understand it? So, he's talking about the consciousness of the believers gathering. Go to the next. He's going to show us something. The difference between us and them. Give me the 22 now. Hebrews 12, 22 now. I want you to read it. But you have come to what? You have come to what? You have come to what? Mount Zion and to what? The city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. Next, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made So you see the gathering. We are guarded not with the consciousness of sin. We are guarded as the spirits of just men made perfect. That's the consciousness. So everybody sitting beside you is a just man made perfect. Every individual made perfect. So we don't dishonor each other. We don't see condemnation in each other. We see God's perfection in each other. We see a just man who has been made perfect sitting right beside us. So listen to me very carefully. You have so much as I have. It is what you decide to exercise that makes the difference. Hey, are you hearing me? That's why you can make the difference in the meeting. You have so much to contribute to the meeting. So it is no more God. Now it is us. The meeting is no more determined by God. Now it is determined by us. Whatever he has to give, he has given. Did you get it? So we give direction. To the flow of the spirit in the meeting by the knowledge we have of who he has made us. Listen to me very carefully. That is why you must decide the believers gathering 
you want to be at. The moment the meeting affects your consciousness in a wrong way, it wounds, disturbs the great thing that has been done in you. It disturbs your flow. So when you go to a meeting and they said your bloodline has a problem because in your family there's a spirit of disappointment. They are changing your consciousness. Listen, it's a serious thing. You are allowing your consciousness to be moved from a just man made perfect to a biological lineage with so many defections, deficiencies. Are you hearing me? Do you understand, Harriet? That's exactly what they are doing to you. They are ruining your spirit. If you read Luke chapter 2, I think verse 52 is one of the scriptures I really learned. Jesus had favor before God. Amen. And he grew in wisdom and in what? Stature. True or false? So it is very, it is very clear that Jesus had favor before both God and what? Men. True? And he grew in what? Wisdom. By wisdom, we outwit our what? Enemies. Yes. As a matter of fact, they asked him, by what wisdom do you operate? Because they found that there's the wisdom. In all of this, sometimes, was Jesus rejected by men? Ah, he had favor before God and man. His wisdom, but sometimes he was rejected. Sometimes he was disappointed. So you see what they are doing to you. So there is no spirit. They are creating one for you and your family. You are the one who now has to exercise your consciousness right. Stay in faith and you will see what you want to see. Praise God. Am I speaking to you? So God never chose Moses to be their mediator. The people did. And this continues for 40 years. There's a difference between God choosing me as a pastor to lead you and God choosing me as a mediator for you. I am not your mediator. That's why he said he has made all of us what? Priests and kings. Because we have one mediator, one God, the man, Christ Jesus. Is that very clear? So when men choose mediators, religion is what happens. That's the difference between Christianity and the others. They would have to then build a temple and then give you laws to please God. And until that, you are not qualified. That's what happens. Anytime men choose a mediator. Look at Isaiah 60, verse 1. Let's, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise over you. What? And his glory will be seen upon you. Oh, ah, 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 The Lord will arise over you. And his glory will be upon you. What does this tell you? Heaven cannot be the house of God. His glory is upon you. His glory is in you. Those days in SU, we're singing a song. Heaven is in my heart. Da, 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 da. Heaven is in my heart. We didn't understand it. <laughs> and we were singing and dancing with him. Be bold, be strong. For the Lord your God is with you. Come on, be bold, 
be strong. Ah. For the Lord your God is with you. Ah. Do not be a da, 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 da. Do not be dismayed. Hey. For the Lord your God is with thee. Then we say, da, 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 da. Heaven is in. Hey, hey. Heaven is in your heart. 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 Say it, heaven, heaven, heaven is in my heart. Heaven is in my heart. Heaven. Glory. Are you getting the understanding? For all have what? Sin. And have come what? Short of the Do you get it now? Now the glory is now seen upon you. It's in your heart. Oh, come on now. Oh no, your rejoicing is not good. Your rejoicing is not good. Your rejoicing is not good. So, so you see, listen to me. Listen, listen. Listen to me very carefully. You must exercise yourself yeah. in this joy. Yeah. Listen to me. You have to do it deliberately yeah. and consciously. Yeah. You see, if you don't learn to do it and you are diplomatic about it, the earth and the wealth system will overwhelm you. You, it will always make you lose your consciousness of your value. Yes. Yes. And so you must do this deliberately. That's why when we come to, we have to, listen, when you come to church and we are singing, rejoice. When we are instructed to rejoice, to do the glory dance, do it. Don't look at anybody. Don't feel shy. Because what you are doing, you are building your consciousness. You think we do things, you see, most of us, you think what we do, we just do them. No. No. We do them for a reason. It is the practice of who we are. Yes. Listen to me. There is no sanguine. No. 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 No, no, there is no, listen, listen, give me Galatians 2, 27, 28, it's, or it's 3, yes, so 3, good, 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 as many of you as were baptized in Christ, please, 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 listen, what have you put on? So the spirit in you is the spirit of who? Phlegma. As for me, I am phlegma. Okay. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. The next verse. Listen, this tells us what has been done. The next verse tells us how to express it. 
the expression of what has been done. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is... So if there is no male and there is no female, there is no choleric, there is no phlegmatic, there is no sanguine, there is... Oh, come on now. Begin to rejoice and rejoice and rejoice. So, it is a knowing. It is the function of what you know. And the consciousness you have. As for the wiring, 27 tells you, you have been wired. So the wire, the programming is already there. But you are the one to build the consciousness. That's why he tells you, do not be afraid. He didn't say, I will not make you afraid. No, you. That's why he said, be encouraged. That's why he said, be not discouraged. Ah, you are the <laughs> yes. And David strengthened himself. <laughs> so you are the one that builds the consciousness. You are the one. You are the one. As for the wiring, it's already there. You decide. You decide. Yes, you decide. You decide. I said you decide. I said you decide. Watch this. Watch this. I just put it off. Ah, is the wiring there? If the wiring there and I switch it on, the light is on. I switch it on. I put it on. I switch it on. I am the one. Yes. Yes. The ability. Give me Philippians. Give me Philippians. Cardole Creta. Give me Philippians. Chapter 2. Chapter 2. Verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Watch it. Work out. Work out. You are the one who is Ah, how did you get the ability? He's saying work it out. Why should you work it out? Why do you have the power to work it out? Why? Why? Why is it so? You, you can work it out. Oh, you can work it out. Uh, you can work it out. You, you can work it out. Why? For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God is at work. God is at work. So when he's at work, then I can work out. Begin to honor the word. Begin to honor the word. Rise up. Speak. Cause 
Speak out. Speak out. Speak out. Amplify the voice. Proclaim it. Proclaim it. You are the just man. The spirit of just man. Made perfect. The wiring of God. Is inside of you. Build the consciousness. Let your spirit fellowship. With the spirit inside of you. That is true worship. a liar. I said the devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. I am waiting for God to heal me. No, you take the healing. You seize the healing. You are the one to seize the healing. You don't wait for God to heal you. He has already proclaimed healing. Take the healing. Take the healing. You seize it. Pakadosas. Krenenayadadadadosas. Sikakayadoyasas. Sikikiyadayadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadad
of what dead men do. When men are dead, they go round. They go in circles. Oh, but we... The man was right there. And God came to him. Oh, God came to him. Beshada, God came to him. And he said, take up. Take up your bed. You take up. Listen to me. When he's in you, you now take up. Peter told the man, rise up and walk. Are you understanding me? Anytime you speak from today, listen, the moment you start speaking, ask yourself, from what consciousness am I speaking? Anytime you are hearing something, ask yourself, from what consciousness am I hearing? From what consciousness? It, it is that which makes the difference. What consciousness are you building? With the kinds of conversations you have? So, this thing, it is never going to be possible. Then you said, yes. Okay. Okay. In my consciousness, I have the Christ consciousness. And with that consciousness, I speak. Yeah, yeah, I speak, I speak, I speak. Because my faith is a speaking faith. God said from the beginning, let there be light. I don't speak any other thing apart from light. If it is not of light, I don't speak it. I don't speak of darkness. I speak of light. When I see darkness, I'm like God. I speak light. Take your seats. Take your seats. Take your seats. We will continue next week. Yeah, we're going to abide here for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to abide here for a long time. And by the time we are done, your idea about church will change. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Say glory. Glorious, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.